0: We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch, and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case.
1: Well, uh, happy Friday, uh, Kathy. Uh, Happy.
2: Friday. Today is uh, to today.
1: yeah. Uh, we have uh, introducing uh, today, and it'll be every Friday now for a while. Uh, called our uh, End Times Friday.
2: Uh, Excellent.
1: Over overview of the end times. Uh, what we're gonna do is uh, get in the word uh, mm-hmm. over the next, you know, several months, uh, once a week on Fridays uh, on our End Times Friday uh, after our Guest Day on Thursday. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's quite quite fun. Uh, we had uh, Christian Ferris uh, yesterday, and uh, he's uh, someone that that understands a lot about the end times and uh, talking about faith and and walking with God. So that's going to be uh, that was a fun experience for us. So um, as we look at this, Kathy, you know, as uh, this is a very confusing area uh, mm-hmm. for uh, believers um, because it's literally about the end times. Right. um, In our minds, we're always thinking, (laughs) that's that's way, way, way future. uh, And why, you know, why does it matter? And and how do we approach it? And, uh, you know, it kind of goes from the extremes of who cares. Right. uh, Because it won't be in our lifetime, like it hasn't been for the Christian community in 2000 years, uh, as opposed to other people who are really, uh, in a sense, they're engrossed by it, right?
2: Um,
1: and they say, "Oh, and this,
2: hanging on every yeah. and this is everything every, that happens
1: every now. day." You know, the, "Hey, this is it. This is it," and and mm-hmm. they make these predictions, you know, of, of what's been happening. Um, so, um, I guess the question, maybe maybe you can uh, share what you've heard about it is, uh, why do you think that this this whole discussion of the end is so difficult for uh, Christians to to even process?
2: Boy, there's a lot to that answer. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, I think one of the things that's going on is, um, just in the in the time we live in, we are watching so many things. Um, as we talk, y'all, the reason we're doing this podcast is is finding truth in a world of chaos. Yeah. And we are seeing a lot of things. Um, the chaos that is described, um, in the Book of Revelations as well as in Matthew twenty-four, we're seeing things that definitely line up to be, um to be indicators to pay attention to. Yet we also know from a historical perspective that some of these same things looked like they lined up years before as well. And and so it's a hard thing to really grasp um, what exactly is it that's going on. We know we're supposed to be paying attention, but how much do we pay attention? How much do we just go on living life? And and like you said, you really see Christians um, run the gamut on it. Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of what is going on truly is there's a lot of hearsay as to what it is and not a lot of knowledge as to what the Bible actually says.
3: Right. Right.
1: And Um, so
2: people are are putting their own opinions and thoughts in it. And that's one of the things I so appreciate about how you teach this and how you will teach this is you're going to look at the word. Right. And what does the word have to say? And then, yes, we're going to pay attention to, to what's going on in the world, but, but we default to exactly what the word has to say.
1: That's right. Um, and that's kind of a key to how we're going to uh, process it uh, is um, how are we going to understand what the scriptures have to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, most people, particularly the people that write about it or, or get into it, uh, they tend to add their own spin to it. Right. Uh, well, this is what this means, and this is what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. um, I'm taking current events, and I'm in, I'm uh, overlaying that in what I what I think. And now it's you're listening to somebody talk about it. Right. But there's very few, and this is really interesting, uh, Christians that actually actually get into the Word, right, and see what it says. Um, and in
2: fact, I think there's a lot of people who, a lot of Christians whose theology for the end times is not actually based on what's written in the Bible, but it's written, it's based on, um, what was it, Hal Lindsey's Late Great Planet right. Earth? That's
1: right. And, I remember and that. the
2: Left Behind series. Because remember, that was I, that was a fun, the Left Behind series was a fun fictional series that captivated a lot of people. And a lot of people have built their theology on that because that was more understandable to them that's right. than what the scripture actually says. So so I think that's where we come into some of this also.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the, um, the aspect of um, uh, because they don't know the word and, and uh, you say, well, it, it's dealing with Revelation, mm-hmm. the book of Revelation. Um, and most people say, "Well, there's so much symbolism in it, and mm-hmm. there's so much difficulty to it, and it's I can't interpret it anyway. Right. So why bother? Uh, it's right. just too difficult. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, let I'll read a book about it. Yeah, decide whether I want to process it or not. Um, and again, it goes to these extremes as well as just indifference. Uh, mm-hmm. To well, yeah, I know it's in the Bible." But I'm not going to spend any energy on it, um, and right. we're we're going to see that, that God says, "Well, it is important," and and we'll try to mm-hmm. understand why it's important, even if it's hundreds of years later. Uh, right. There's still an importance to it of something that we need to understand and and uh, and process, you know, with it. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll be quite fun. And um, uh, one thing that you know that um, I can share uh, is. Um, Jesus said that when you see the the fig tree uh, blossom uh, and, mm-hmm. and become leaves and fruit again, that generation will see the end. Um, and so, and that's now, pretty. What does that mean? Well, pretty. That's pretty universal. That um, because the nation of Israel uh, was destroyed, which Jesus predicted, you know, in mm-hmm. seventy A.D., uh, that the nation of Israel would be destroyed and dispersed, right. um, and that someday. It will return.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it'll come back as a nation, uh, and when you see that uh, blossom
3: and, mm-hmm. f- and
1: and produce fruit, uh, the nation of Israel, you'll you'll see that generation will see the end. A generation is considered to be uh, generally forty years; could be uh, thirty mm-hmm. years, but uh, forty years. Uh, so, uh, it's always a question mark. Is you know, <laughs> are we in that generation? Right. Uh, Well, um, I was privileged, uh, this is in 1998, uh, Mm -hmm. to have uh, lunch with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was the uh, prime minister. Uh, He had just, you know, had ended his first term as prime minister uh, and came to America. And he was with a group of uh, 10 executive Christian uh, guys who just, one guy knew him and said, hey, would you like Mm -hmm. to talk to him? Yeah, sure. We'd love to. So. We had a uh, two-hour uh, lunch with this guy. Uh, by the way, <laughs> uh, security uh, is very tight, uh, mm-hmm, so I uh, bet. <laughs> they we had to do background check. Uh, they had a, uh, a metal detector going into the restaurant, uh, which was a private room, and then in the corners of this pretty pretty large room, there were two uh, of the Mossad, uh, the you mm-hmm. know the uh, CIA basically for. Okay. Uh, for, uh, Israel, uh, with big machine guns. wow! Uh, and they're, all they're doing is watching us, you know, like,
2: I know what was this group? Who were the, who were the others that were there with you? These
1: are a group of uh, Christ, Christian, Christian executives, okay. uh, that were, uh, uh, part of the CEO forum that, that we had a chance to, to meet with, with uh, Netanyahu. Amazing. So, yeah. so uh, we're having lunch. Um, and, and the discussion came around about the end times, mm-hmm. um, you know, Because he's he's actually a, a interesting Bible scholar, uh, and his uh, s- uh, son, by the way, uh, who had been uh, taught by his Netanyahu's dad, so it's the son's granddad, okay, uh, had taught him the word, and he won the, he, uh, you know, straight up he won the national Bible scholar award uh, for Israel. Wow! Uh, Yeah, because he knew the Bible so well. um, Wow! I
2: imagine there's some stiff competition for that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So um, we have lunch, uh, and I asked a question. I said, "You know, what role do you see Israel having in the end times?" Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, And he looked at me and he said, "Well, you know, Israel is not a nation yet." Um, Mm -hmm. And I and I and I I said to him, "What do What do you mean?" I said you were formed up by the United Nations in um, uh, 1947, and then you won the Six-Day six War in 1967. So what do you mean you're not a nation yet? Really? Um, and he said, well, we from Israel don't consider ourselves a nation, a real nation, until uh, over 50% of all the true Jews in the world have moved to Israel. And are living in Israel.
2: Interesting. Um, okay. And it's, and it's
1: been going on, actually, ever since uh, the forty-seven that uh, uh, de- declaration and the, and the Six mm-hmm. Day War in sixty-seven. Uh, the Jews refer to it as Aliyah, return, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, they keep promoting. You know, hey, come back and live in Israel if you if you have a true Jewish heritage, uh, which, by the way, um, one interesting <laughs> interesting truth. Think about a nation that stopped existing in 70 AD. It was Mm -hmm. destroyed by the Romans and uh, there was no more Israel uh, and everybody had to disperse. Well, for 2000 years, they've remained pure. So they, they married, you know, Jews and stayed in Jewish communities. And, you know, we will, we'll talk about as we get into the end times, we'll talk about the history of it over the last 2000 years, but. They were and still and
2: those home. who remained pure who stayed married to other Jewish that is the 50% that he's talking about He's talking
1: about of, pure Jews okay. all the way back from 70 AD that are now at living uh and he said 50% mm-hmm. of the known world Jews who were pure to live in Israel uh Okay so I said okay and now now that explains something to me uh because I've been a student of Revelation, I've been a student of of right. the of the end times, and I knew that Jesus made that statement uh, that right. if you see Israel return back as a nation, you'll you'll see the uh, that generation will see the end. Well, mm-hmm. it was already past 1987, so I said, well. I guess I guess that wasn't so. And then when he said it
2: wasn't that generation. Yeah. Uh, right.
1: And then when he said, you know, we're not we're not there at fifty percent yet. Actually, at the time he said we're only about thirty eight percent. And by the way, he thanked.
2: And do they track that?
1: They do. They track it. Um, interesting. Well, I'll tell Very you. I'll tell you the story of it. And so, he he thanked us. He said, "Hey, you Christians, um, I want to thank you because you guys fund Alia, uh, and Linda and I are part of a ministry that sends money." Uh, to uh, get uh, people there and mm-hmm. get them and get them started. There's ministries that do that, um, and then once they start in Israel, Israel takes them over um, okay. and gives them benefits for a couple of years. And by the way, they have to get to work, uh, so they can't just show up. Uh, they got to get to work uh, and right. be part of a productive economy. So it's pretty interesting. So uh, and I thought, well, I don't think it's going to be 2007 which was going to be another uh, you know, uh, nine years after I was meeting with him, I think. So that explained something to me is, well, we haven't even seen Israel start as a nation yet. So, right. um, uh, okay. I said, okay, that makes sense to me. Uh, well, in 2012, uh, Netanyahu uh, stood up. He was now prime minister again. Okay. Um, he stood up at a secular speech uh, location, actually in Europe, and... Um, and he said, hey, before I start, and he was just sharing typical political stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, before I start, I have an announcement to make.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He said, last week, Israel became a nation. Wow. Um, we passed 50% uh, of all the true Jews now living in Israel. And we are and this now. This
2: 2012.
1: 2012. We are, now okay. an, we are now a nation. Mm. Um, and I read about that and it was like, ooh. Uh, if uh, if that scripture actually does refer refer to Israel, uh, then the generation that sees that, which would be another 40 years means mm-hmm. yeah you we could be in the end. Um, wow And a lot has happened with with uh, uh, Israel in the Middle East and, all, and, we'll, and we'll get into all that detail right uh, but I guess there's two things we can say. every day we get closer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very uh, true uh well we get closer um
1: and uh and jesus said watch the signs
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and uh start to understand and pay attention uh and the, he also said uh, he said even i don't know the time only the father knows and mm-hmm. he hasn't even told me uh, mm. so nobody don't think that you can know you're not going to know exactly he right. said you can watch it Uh, You can you can start to receive what I have to say about it, uh, but you won't know the exact timing of it.
2: That's an important thing. I just want to point out what you're hearing Rich say right there. Um, When you hear so many what I would call false prophets um, saying, we know this is when it is, this is what's going to happen, this is exactly what's occurring biblically, they're not standing on solid ground if they say they know when Jesus said he didn't even know, correct? Right,
1: right, right. So, okay, if, so we uh,
2: need to pay attention yeah, to that. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and, uh, and, and there's been lots of stories, uh, even the last 40, 50, ever, ever since you you mentioned when Hal Lindsey came out with his book,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it really stimulated uh, the focus on the end times. And right. there were, they've been groups all over the world that have said, this is the day. It's going to happen on this day and everybody, they had their churches, everybody sell their property, Mm -hmm. get ready. Hey, you don't need, you don't need anything. Get rid of your money, et cetera, et cetera. And this is the day. And of course (laughs) the day passed. Right. And it was like, whoops. Uh, I guess we don't know. So, you know, if anybody says, well, this is exactly when it's going to happen. Don't, don't listen to them because the truth is, you know, we don't know. Uh, So as we get into the study, what we're going to do is we're going to say, okay, what does the word have to say? Mm
2: -hmm. We're going
1: to look at what does it say? What doesn't it say? How far does Mm, it go? That's good. Um, How do we understand it? Um, And we will bring in current events that Mm -hmm. will uh, contribute to our watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and and we'll get into this a little bit later, later, but what happened with COVID is a big deal. Uh, yep. Of showing us something about, uh, you know what what will happen. And this remember these are right. the things that we'll try to help sort out. For sure, what's going to happen is a one world government.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: that's for sure. Um, now, when again we don't know, but right with COVID we we saw, huh? Uh, the whole world surrendered. Mm-hmm to really an authority that was actually interesting enough running the world
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: because they, they by- bypassed everybody's sovereignty and just said, this is what we got to do, and everybody willin- willingly did right. and it. And
2: everybody quickly, quickly, quickly did surrendered it. So, to that, So, yes. So uh, it
1: wasn't it. It wasn't the beginning of the tribulation, but it was, huh, that's it's interesting. a bit of a shadow. That's it, 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 it
2: gives us an idea.
1: Yeah, and explains something about, well, how could the – because in the end, um, the world – Mm populace willingly accepts one world government right it's not a takeover by force it's not by uh, demand it's they provide a solution and everybody willingly does it and Mm -hmm. i always had a question about that um right how is it that we who are different countries and different nationalities Mm -hmm. and have different uh sovereignties of our nations how do we willingly Mm -hmm. surrender to a one world government and by, and by the way, give up our sovereignty. Uh, uh, and I always had a question about that. Uh, how does that work? Now we've seen a glimpse
2: of how that could happen (laughs) and then, and then (laughs)
1: COVID happens and how they manage COVID.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, and
1: God said, what do you see? I said, "Oh yeah. Uh, my goodness. Uh, uh, now there's a picture of it. Right. Uh, Oh, interesting. Uh, now we don't know fully all that, all that it means, but that it's a significant thing mm-hmm. that prior to that nobody, no, you know, as even as we thought about it, how could it happen? How could it happen? How right. could it happen? There's
2: no precedent. There's for no that precedent
1: yet. worldwide ever in the history of the world, right. and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, huh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so
1: we'll we'll get into it. So as we uh, uh, process now uh, this aspect of. Um, uh, Going into the word about Revelation, well, the best place to start is the first chapter of Revelation. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Kathy, if you would read that, just go ahead and read the whole chapter, and then we'll kind of unpack it as we begin this process.
2: Great. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who was and who, who is and who was and who is to come, The Almighty. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation of the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pagurnum and Thyatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and Laodicea. "'Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, "'and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands, "'and in the midst of the lampstands, "'one like the Son of Man, clothed with the long robe "'and with the golden sash around his chest. "'The hairs of his head were white like wool, like snow. "'His eyes were like a flame of fire. "'His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace, "'and his voice was like the roar of many waters. "'In his right hand he held seven stars.' From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet, as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things that you have seen, those that are, and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's always, <laughs> it's always amazing to even just uh, again, see it. Um, right. So the, the context here is um, John, you know, of course was the disciple apostle of, of mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, I don't know if you remember, but, um, you know, uh, there were, uh, 11 disciples left. Judas had already, you know, committed suicide by the time Jesus went to the cross. Right. Uh, but, um, how many of the disciples actually went to the crucifixion? Do you know?
2: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I have in my mind, it's only a few though. Correct? It's only,
1: it's only one. Uh, it's only John. Okay. Um, everybody else, uh, has already was so afraid and discouraged
3: Mm-hmm.
1: uh because of what they had thought was going to happen and it didn't uh that they didn't even go uh mm-hmm. so they kind of fled and they dispersed uh, they did regather by the way uh on Sunday the day of the resurrection mm-hmm. in the upper room when Jesus appeared to them but right. uh everybody else had left um john uh stayed 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 with it uh, he walked with him uh mm-hmm. to the crucifixion as well as Jesus's mother mary
2: That's right. Um,
1: And so they're standing there and he's on the cross Mm
2: -hmm. and he
1: turns to John and says, behold, your mother,
2: mother. take, take care of her,
1: you know, and, and to his mother, he said, behold, your son, you know, Mm -hmm. he's gonna, he's gonna uh, serve what I've been serving, you know, for you uh, physically. Uh, So uh, John was the only one that wound up at the crucifixion, uh, the Mm -hmm. cross. Well, um, over the lifetime then of the rest of the disciples, and they did vote another another one in. Um, all of them died prematurely, mm-hmm. um, and they were martyred, and and they had variety of of uh, ways that they. Uh, and again, uh, as we understand about Stephen, uh, martyrdom uh, was certainly it's you know <laughs> you're you're mm-hmm. you're dying and going to heaven, but as we saw with Stephen, it appeared that. He wasn't physically feeling it because uh, he's being stoned, and if you're being stoned, you're you can't talk and and you're really right. in pain and and it's awful. But the whole time he says, "Well, I'm seeing Jesus,"
3: mm-hmm. and he's
1: talking uh, calmly and, yeah, and purely. Uh, right? Yeah. So it appears to me from and again, this is the example that we have in scripture, and I I can't I can't you know say again with certainty, but As God calls martyrs, there's a protection to that Mm -hmm. um, with it. But they were all called martyrs. Well, John uh, was the only one that didn't have that happen to him. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think think part of it is because he's the only one that went to the crucifixion. Um, And then he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, uh, Mary, you know, hey, take care of my mom. Um, Well, so now he is he is now what's called exiled. Uh, This is about 90 A.D., so 60 years after Christ's death. Okay. Uh, and uh, so he's probably, he's probably around, you know, 80 years old, which is, which should be ancient uh, in that time. You know, if you live okay. that, if you live that long, you know, you're, you're really privileged. You know, it would be okay. like today, we would be like 110 or 120, you okay. know.
2: And that's an interesting thing to pay attention to even because when you think about the Old Testament age, In the Old Testament, they lived a very, very long time, at least in the early Old Testament. That's right, before before Noah, that's right. So this is a differentiation, yeah. That's
1: right. Um, So he's, um, uh, but he's been exiled by the government, um, and okay, we're not going to kill you, but we're going to just put you alone on the island of Patmos, Mm -hmm. Um, and you can't go anywhere, and you're not going to be able to evangelize and do any of that stuff, so we're just going to put you there. So uh, he's there. Um, Mm -hmm. and being a a disciple an abiding disciple, as you and I have talked about,
0: uh,
1: he has a beautiful relationship with Christ. Uh, he's Mm -hmm. enjoying, he is, he's still enjoying life, uh, being with God. Uh, well, uh, during one of these, uh, times he gets taken up into the heavenlies, uh, and he's, he's taken to a new dimension. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, and and said, here, I'm going to show you uh, what is, and, and that's mm-hmm. kind of important, and what is yet to come, because right. Revelation is a both a book of both what is and what mm-hmm. is yet to come, um, right. as well as, as, and we'll get into Daniel as well that has a lot to say about this. So mm. yeah. um, it's not, interesting enough, it's not completely all future, it's describing things that are already happened or are happening.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, now, the one thing that you read, as you can imagine, Um, Jesus told him to write down what, what, what did Jesus tell him to write down?
2: Everything that he saw. Ah,
1: ah, okay. So think about that. He was asked, I'm taking you to visually see something.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, So he was taken in a sense in a time travel Mm
3: -hmm. and
1: he was pushed forward. We already know minimally 2000 years. Right. Because here we are 2,000 years because later. Because
2: here we are 2,000 years later. And right. he's
1: describing things yet to, ca- that yet to happen. Mm-hmm. So he's been transported uh, in a time capsule 2,000 years. Because he didn't say, write the things I tell you.
2: Mm-hmm. He
1: didn't say that. He said, he write writes what you see. What you see.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. So the book of Revelation, uh, by the way, it's not sequential. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's 22 chapters, and it's not from 1 to 22, everything is sequential. It would be similar to this. Uh, God shows you something,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which is what he showed John. Okay, here, I'm going to show you this. Um, now, John, because of his abiding relationship with Christ, would say, could you tell me more about this thing over mm-hmm. here? Uh, and then the chapters, in a sense, go backwards.
0: So they mm-hmm. describe
1: stuff and then John is fundamentally saying could you help me understand this a little bit deeper I'd like to right. know more about this okay great I'll answer that and we'll let's go back and look at that in detail so it's not a sequential book right. um, it kind of jumps around uh, with responding to John's interest
2: that's and, helpful to know yeah, uh, yeah.
1: You know, so that's why a lot of people say it's hard to understand it it really isn't mm-hmm. uh, it's really quite fun you know to do it so, All right, now think about this. Uh, Let's say, Kathy, you and I, (laughs) uh, God said to us, hey, I'm going to transport you 2,000 years ahead Mm -hmm. um, of our today. Okay, what would we see?
2: Oh, wow. (laughs) We
1: would see amazing things
2: that Mm -hmm. we would
1: have no reference to.
2: Right, right. And no context. Uh, no, no context. No context necessarily. Um, we yeah. would,
1: and he said, if you see this, we would look at stuff and we would be, I've never seen this in my life. I've right. never seen that. I, I couldn't I mean, am-
2: really think about if our if my if my great grandmother was transported to now, Yeah. She would look at now, just, you know, however many years later and be seeing things that she's never seen. So yeah, imagine, mean, imagine the. the think of,
1: yes. uh, I can even think you know when i was a young executive uh, for a fortune 500 company <laughs> there was no such thing as a computer uh, there was there was a huge government computer you know they did all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff but there it wasn't in business uh, certainly right. not there certainly wasn't an iphone or email so if we would have got transported even then 30 we 40 not 40 years ahead and we, we and we'd see people we 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 see people carrying around this device mhm we would say What's that? Because uh, we couldn't relate to it. But think about 2,000 years. Right. How much different is going to be uh, if, if, if the world does last that long. So John's transported. Think about from, you know, the, the time of Christ, mm-hmm. the way that they lived, you know, basically no technology, right. but, you know, you know, a little bit, you know, they had carts and wheels and stuff like that uh, and they could build things, but. So he's, he's seeing stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now he's got, he's got, Jesus said, write it down. Right. Write what you see. Okay. So what John does is he writes, I see this, but he describes it in things that make sense to him. Cause that's all you can do.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes sense. That's his context. That's his context. That he, he is familiar with that he can then describe. Right. That makes perfect sense. Right. Okay.
1: So that he sees something. That's incredible. And for us, it would be, oh yeah, sure. Uh, we know that. Uh, but he doesn't see. And he said, okay, how do, how do I write this down? I see this. How do I write this down? Let's say for example, um, uh, he talks about there's military operation and he, and he said, uh, to him, it looks like locusts that Mm -hmm. are firing these, uh, uh, in essence, these these red things. Um, uh-huh. And that's how he describes it. Well, we could look at it and say, well, that's a uh, military helicopter.
2: Right.
1: Because uh, he talks about the- this, But
2: he would have no context for an aircraft by any stretch yet. So how, how could he possibly describe things that way?
1: He would see it as, okay, well, I guess uh, the way I could describe it is it looks like a locust to me. Uh, mm. So that this is, as we get into the word, we're going to go back to, um, okay, John's context. Mm-hmm. Um, what does he understand? And by the way, right. he uses a lot of Old Testament uh, descriptions. Right. Uh, because that's what he's familiar with. Uh, right. And so we can look at that. We can say, okay, he, he describes it as this. Well, let's go back and see what does it mean? Uh, what does it say? So mm-hmm. it's, it's always tricky <laughs> because he's seeing things that, for him, it's like, well, how do I describe that? Um, and that's and so when we look look at Revelation, it's always got to be in that context. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look at that. Um, okay, um, uh, then he says uh, this uh, in verse three: uh, Blessed is he who reads uh, and hears the words of what I'm going to write.
3: Mm -hmm. And by
1: the way, and keeps those things which are written in it. Right. And he says, "For I
2: just say, I I know you're going to go on a teaching on um, all of this, but that struck me the first time I ever read that. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of these prophecies. Even if you stopped right there, the fact that you were reading, God has a blessing in the fact that he is revealing this to us. And so the people who want to discard it and toss it out, I, you know, I just, I read that and I'm like, why would I want to miss that blessing? I do. I want to know what he has to say.
1: Yes. Uh, he said, Is uh, first of all, you'd be blessed. He said, if you read it out loud, by the way. Uh, right. So there's a, there's a value, which by the way, implies this. He actually is uh, giving us a little hint,
2: mm-hmm.
1: by the way, do this in a group. Yes. Uh,
2: you don't read out loud by yourself.
1: No, uh, do it with other people because you're going to need each other to help Mm -hmm. understand it. Uh, so, so don't do this. Don't do this on your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't limit it to, well, this is all I get. Uh, if you read it out loud, uh, you're doing that as a group. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then he says this, and then you and I have talked about this for the last two months. Uh, he says, um, hear mm-hmm. the words that I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, speak and show you. okay right. all right now we know something about that um, he basically just said, don't read this as a history book or even as a prophetic mm-hmm. book alone would you listen right. to what I'm gonna speak to you about it? Mm-hmm. So that as you're getting into it, which is, we call it logos, it's written mm-hmm. word. John wrote what he, what he saw. He says, on top of that, I'm going to give you insight. I'm going to give mm-hmm. you wisdom. That's going to be through this abiding relationship because guess what? <laughs> uh, and I've, I've been enjoying this, this, uh, study for the last, uh, 30 years, mm-hmm. um, I got a lot of questions.
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: Uh, like, wait a second. Wait a minute. How does that work? And particularly as time goes on,
3: mm-hmm. 30
1: years later, I do understand. I can say, oh, I can see now something that I couldn't see 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my questions are what does that mean? What does that look like? What are you trying to show us? And because of the personal abiding relationship, God says, well, here, let me, get, me give you some insight about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me share with you something about that. Because uh, it's it's read it, but listen right. to the Holy Spirit saying, here, I'll give you some insight. I'll give you, and by the way, what does that look like? It's what we talk about in journaling, uh, right. in our abiding, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Hey, how does that work? What about this? I don't understand this. Great, you know, come and enjoy it. Um, and then, And then he throws this in. And this was something that always is interesting to me. He says, and blessed are those who keep it, the -hmm. things that are written. In other words, are faithful to, obedient to, the things Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you. Well, that's why it's so critical to be in Revelation and in Daniel is that um, he said, I'm not just doing it for the sake of, isn't that nice, but it doesn't mean anything.
3: Mm -hmm. It's
1: there are things in here that I'm going to ask you to be obedient to when? Now. Right. Because you'll be blessed if you read it,
3: mm-hmm. listen
1: to what I have to say about it. And by the way, when I give you an instruction, you get you got to be obedient to that. Um, right. So this is why this is so critical uh, and why you and I are so uh, passionate about it is um, uh, we're going to help understand what the word says. We're not going to try to mm-hmm. go beyond that. Um, uh, we're not going to add to it. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. at the end of the book, he says you're cursed. If you do that, let's not do that. Do that. Let's <laughs> not do that. Um, you know, uh, let's process with what, uh, it is. Uh, uh and then mm-hmm. he says, um, you know, it's, it, this is all coming from Christ and he describes Christ. Mm-hmm. He said, Christ is the one that has the keys to everything. Um, he's going to speak to the, uh, seven churches.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, uh, he actually gets into a description in, in chapters two to four of those seven churches uh, and which really, really
2: fascinating. It's very, time very
1: fascinating yeah. stuff. Uh, but one thing he's, he, we understand about that is the seven churches reflect, uh, basically all the fullness of all the types of churches on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm speaking to everybody. Right. Um, and I'm going to, and, and you're, and think about the church, which is intended to be the body of Christ. Mm hmm. And, and you function as that body right. uh, and pay attention as a body.
3: Mm-hmm. And I have
1: something to say to you. And then he describes, by the way, that uh, uh, he says uh, there's seven lampstands, uh, there's seven stars, uh, and the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. So he's saying uh, the angels are, are ones that are helping facilitate and lead the churches. Uh, mm-hmm. And the seven uh, lampstands are the seven churches. Um, okay, so now this is interesting. Um, he doesn't say they're they uh, candles. He doesn't say they're lights. He they're lampstands.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, what uh, lampstand holds what?
2: It holds the light.
1: Ah, it holds the light, and uh, so he's not even implying that. Uh, and this is part of what he wants us to be obedient to is that you could be a lampstand,
3: mm-hmm. but
1: you, you don't contain any light. You're not, you're not holding up the candle. Oh, uh, interesting. Uh, he didn't say huh. that. He just said, you're the, you're the church is the lampstand. You're the holder of the light, the conduit of the light. And basically, and, right. and as we read in chapters two to four, he challenges that and says, yeah, some of you are not, not are not
2: doing your part. (laughs) They're not proclaiming
1: the light. They're not proclaiming the Mm -hmm. truth. Uh, So that at the very surface, he's trying to say, do this as a group.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Read it, hear it, follow it, Um, implying that if I was you, (laughs) as God speaks, I would suggest you be a truth teller. Uh, and mm. go to the light and receive the light. Uh, and you have the possibility of not. You could just be a lampstand that's empty. Mm.
3: Uh,
1: well, uh, the angels are going to be there and they're going to assist you, you know, in the process. Uh, you know, do you have a heart to go? Uh, and so uh, one what one thing we're going to look at uh, specifically as we go through this is uh, John was transported up he was physically shown, uh, the end. Okay. Now,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. um, let's talk about that a second. Um, when John was living, was that physically the end? See, no, no. Okay. So, um, what, (laughs) what can God do? And, and time
2: is beyond him, for one thing.
1: So uh, it, he's not limited by time, right? And uh, because he knows, and this is the interesting thing about foreknowledge, is that well, I, I can play it out. I can I I know mm-hmm. how, I know exactly what's going to happen, and 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 not just kind of mm-hmm. the actual detail of the physical situation, right. since we live in a physical world, right? Um, So, so in essence, and we, and we get today, we have a little bit even more understanding of that. And, uh, there's games, uh, -hmm. there's things that are called virtual reality,
2: right? The Oculus. Yes. Uh,
1: so (laughs) you, you, you can put on this, uh, mask, um, and it's like you're in the story, Mm -hmm. uh, you're functioning now. It's not real. Uh, there's a picture of real,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you can be there and, and experiencing reality that's virtual, okay. but it's not. Uh, okay, well, that's what happened with John. Uh, is so, that-
2: yeah. So is there a difference when you're talking about, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. Um, you're saying he was he was physically transported. Is that the same as having a vision? Is that? A little bit different. This is a and, different.
1: This is a little bit and different. So,
2: how does that? Where where does that come from? The idea that it's actually a physical transportation that he was interacting with, versus just a regular, not just a vision, but just a vision. Yeah.
1: Well, um, first of all, um, it, it it does it, both of them involve the heavenlies,
2: right?
3: Uh,
1: so you're taken, uh, or revealed, or opened mm-hmm. up to what's called a different dimension. Okay. Um, and um, Ephesians chapter one says that we are already blessed with all the blessings of the heavenlies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the things that happen to us are, are actually happening in the heavenly realm. Um, and he talks right. about heaven and earth and he created a heaven and earth at the end, by the way, which we'll get into uh, through the study. Um, he says he creates a new heaven and earth,
3: mm-hmm.
1: not a new earth. So it's not like well, right. there's heaven, and then there's earth separate than that. It's that mm. the earth that was created actually contained its own heaven, uh, the spiritual dimension, um, and that's, that's why we we live in both we live in both places. We're actually living okay. in heaven right now, if we're walking with God. Um, and there's some great you know scripture about that. Uh, so the difference is, or first of all, that they're both in opening up this dimension mm-hmm. that is true. Uh, and when God gives a vision, he's bringing, uh, a ability to see,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you, you visually see it, right. uh, from the heavenly dimension that you're, it's not a natural dimension. So like, for example, right. uh, Peter, mm-hmm. uh, this is Acts chapter 10, you know, he's on the rooftop, uh, getting ready for dinner. Mm-hmm. Yep. He has, he has a vision. Okay, he had a vision of what
2: about the food, right? The food, what yeah. Was the, what was allowed to be eaten? Uh,
1: so it 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 wasn't him transported right. uh, to a real place. It was I'm I'm showing you something from the heavenly realm uh, mm. that you can now see. Uh, now, by the way, well, we we get to experience that in in a couple of different ways. One, uh we have which is interesting called dreams Mm -hmm. um when you and you've had dreams uh which we'll we'll be able to share as we go through this because you've had a lot of insight about Mm -hmm. god saying here i'm i'm telling you some some stuff coming up Mm -hmm. um and you have a gift in that uh when you see when you have a dream like everybody else what happens what do you see
2: oh it It feels as if you're there. Yeah, yeah. So in the middle of it. So
1: you're, you're, you're. See, you're not. It's not talking. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: When you have
1: a dream, it's not God talking to you. Right. You see something. Mm -hmm. You're experiencing something. Now, by the way,
2: and you're uh, in the middle of it. You're in
1: the middle of it. It's a story. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It's usually it's not real, and even the people in the dream or the places in the dream. Are generally, and there's some some exceptions to this, but generally aren't even about them. Right. Uh, it's it's giving you insight about something you're familiar with, kind of like John mm-hmm. experienced a little bit. Well, I, I can I guess I can interpret it this way, uh, but you see it. Right. So you are exposed to uh, a dimension
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that happens now. Other times, like like Peter, he was not dreaming. Right. He actually saw a vision while he was awake, that opened up the heavenlies uh, and said, here, look at this. And it's something from God that I'm going to have you see. I'm going to have you physically see. Okay, well, John, uh, which is unique. um, uh, Now, there's a couple other uh, things uh, in scripture uh, where they had similar situations. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into this. Daniel, um, he saw uh, certain Mm -hmm. things that were real. Uh, so he was taken a little bit to where John was taken, not all of it. okay uh, he didn't see all of it. Paul said I was taken up. uh interesting enough, Paul doesn't describe much. Uh, right. he, he says, yeah, I was taken up and it was it was so overwhelming. God told me not even don't even tell you, you know <laughs> uh, other than I got the privilege of seeing it, you know uh, mm-hmm. So um there's been a couple situations, but uh in John's scenario and Daniel, Uh, not only did they see the dimension of it Mm
0: -hmm. and physical
1: stuff, but then it wasn't just here's messages. It was these things are going to happen in the physical realm in the future. And I'm showing you the exact thing. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing a a real exact Mm -hmm. thing of something that is going to happen. And it's not a a symbol for it. It's not an idea. It's,
2: but the reason it was communicated as a symbol to us is their lack of context to be able to describe it.
1: Right, right. So but it
2: wasn't a symbol in what they saw or experienced. No.
1: So it wasn't like, yeah. well, let me okay. let me give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Write what you see. Okay. And John actually saw it. He saw it all. Right. Uh, and Daniel saw saw a lot of it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, It's a great question of, yeah, there's a little bit of a difference. They're both similar,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: but what John saw, what Daniel saw is I'm showing you actually what is going to happen, and the only reason that you have to translate it is you don't have context of it. Right. Um, That's fascinating. So it is really interesting. Uh, So as we get into this, um, remember is what John saw, what Daniel saw. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's really going to happen. And we have Mm -hmm. some wonderful specifics, uh, which Mm -hmm. we'll get into the next time about Daniel. Um, He actually lays out, God lays him out a timeline.
3: Mm.
1: Um, And I'll just give you a little bit of a hint. Um, He describes, uh, he said there's a, uh, in prophetic, Uh, from what he says, I'm talking about there's 70 weeks or 400 in in each day is, 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 a as a seven years. So, uh, it's, uh, 490 years, uh, that he's going to describe to us. Uh, and so he said, there's 70 weeks left. Well, Daniel describes, uh, now that we're post Christ, Mm -hmm. uh, birth and resurrection, uh, 69 of those weeks and they're exact and it'll be fun to get into it and, and it, it's, wow. it's not it's not even kinda it's exact uh, Love it. and yeah. but there's one week left
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: there's seven years left uh, and um, uh, the seven years is going to be the tribulation in the end so he said and by the way that when that occurs uh, nobody knows when that's going to occur Uh, and that isn't, that isn't exact other than it's going Mm -hmm. to be seven years, which is exact, you know? So, uh, it's really going to be fun as we, as we get into this of,
2: yeah, I'm looking forward to this. There's a uh, lot that there's a lot I know and understand and there's a lot I don't. I know I'm really looking forward to this conversation. True
1: for all of us. And, uh, and the fun thing is, is that, um, it's described, it's real, Mm -hmm. it's for sure, and at the same time, it's a little bit fuzzy, <laughs> right. so right. Uh, it'll be it'll be fun to do that. So anyway, I hope I hope you join us for these uh, uh, end times Fridays, and uh, we'll just start. You know, we have kind of get a give a we gave a, a beginning point, so you hopefully understand it, and then uh, we're gonna start in Daniel next next time and start to process through it. And we're not gonna right. rush it. We'll just take our time going through it all. But mm-hmm. we're what we want you to do is hopefully as you're going through it, I would, I would really recommend you write the verses down uh, yes. and go spend some time in them. Cause it, it, it's not that many really, it's just uh, deep and, and profound stuff. Mm-hmm. So exciting and uh, even, exciting to do.
2: Even as you say that in the midst of it, um, there's going to be a lot of people who are like, Oh, could you go faster? Could you tell us more? <laughs> yeah. We want to know sooner That's all right. of this. And our encouragement to you will always be that if you're abiding, God's going to tell you everything you need to know when you need to know it.
3: Right.
1: So right.
2: keep abiding, keep practicing that and, and enjoy the journey.
1: Right. And they'll, they'll say, you know, Hey, uh, could you give us a punchline? You know, when, uh, yes. and, and yeah. would you tell us when this is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, we'll, uh, we'll enjoy it. So, uh, again, if you have questions, you know, write comments or, uh, send it to AFJ, uh, questions at AFJ ministry.com questions at AFJ and invite, invite your friends. Um, uh, you know we're, we're starting to really gain some steam here. We're going to get into God's will. Uh, as we talk about the Holy Spirit, we got fantastic guests uh, coming mm-hmm. up. and uh, really uh, fun uh, that ones, yeah. are That are really fun. And then we're going to do these Friday uh, end times uh, days. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. And uh, Kathy, we'll look forward to have a great weekend. And uh,
0: we'll look Sounds forward to seeing you great. next week.
2: you too. Take right, care. See you, bye-bye. Bye-bye.